think we have to use what we can right now. Streaming actually is a big help to us um, with, with launching our artists, with our record label, with getting people's music heard that just can't go the typical route. You can't, you can't go the typical route anymore. Hi, everyone. Thanks for stopping by the Nashville AIMP podcast. I'm your host, Michael McAnally-Baum. I'm the secretary of the Nashville Association of Independent Music Publishers. I'm the president of Smack Songs. Today, we're talking with Carla Wallace. Carla is the co-owner and general manager of Big Yellow Dog, a publishing company known for discovering some pretty talented people like Maren Morris and Megan Trainor. Since its opening in 1999, Big Yellow Dog has had 30 number ones and countless awards in country and in pop, including the Nashville AIMP 2017 Publisher of the Year. I, I like to always think that my family played a big role in it because they were all musicians growing up. They weren't very good, but they were musicians. And so we always listened to um, everyone perform and play. But my dad was a real, um, uh, I guess, instrumental in what songs were being played on the radio to me and asking me, like, who the writers were and who produced it and um like how many instruments, what do you hear in this song? And so that's how we actually talked. We didn't really have a, that great of a relationship other than music. So yeah, like we, a, you we, developed a language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I had no idea. I didn't yeah. know that that's what would lead me into where I'm today, you know. But being from Nashville, um, I ended up going to Belmont and then started in their music business program. I got an internship and just actually fell into publishing and I never, I've never left publishing. I've only done publishing yeah. probably since I was 18 or 19. I've only been in town for five years, and I'm hearing how much things have changed since I've been here. But even before that, how, how do you keep yourself, like, floating above, like, everything is, you know, mechanic is CDs mm. stop selling, and mm. now we're in digital, and now mm. we're in artist development? <laughs> well, I don't dig too deeply into actually what's going on. It's kind of like the news. I don't really choose to turn that on I, or I turn on what you want and uh, because I think that would uh, change my view of how hard I might want to work. And so I just let the music speak to me more than I do anything else. I like the artists and I'm more inspired by writers because otherwise I think I would start to listen and feel like, we're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know, this is a nightmare or something, whatever people say. And But fortunately for us, I think we have so many great artists at Big Yellow Dog and so much awesome talent that, you know, coming to work and working with a great team of people that are there, um, just it makes all the difference. It's not a coincidence. You've been successful at it. Like, what what is it initially that inspires you to really want to get behind somebody, champ, sign them, champion them, do the work? I mean, because mm. I've always wondered, like, is it their is it a singing voice? Is it their style? Is it an X factor you can't quite get your finger on? It's a little bit of everything. Because mm. every person who you've worked with, I mean, they're they're icons of th- their own personal style of music. Yeah, I don't know. I guess sometimes. Um it speaks to to me and maybe what I grew up listening to or what I believe is quality, mm. you know? So it's like um, um, something that I can recognize, that, that I'm like, oh, that's 
you know, that's that guy. He's so awesome. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, you're, what I'm picking up is it's an instinct too. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. if, if you could explain it, you would, but yeah. <laughs> you just know. Yeah, because I have actually gone. I was talking about this today. I've gone outside my gut a time or two on, <laughs> and it's not a good yeah. thing. <laughs> I also do that in dating, but now oh. I'm married, so it's over. Yeah. My gut is. I'm done. <laughs> Just wait till your gut kicks in with your kit. Uh, <laughs> is it really time to let them have the iPad this late at night? <laughs> like, oh, I'm, am I a bad parent? But yeah. I can get a phone call in if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's a compromise. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that is good. So, and you know, one of the things like I, I do hear that pretty regularly that you know talking about going against your gut. It just, I mean the consequences of it at a certain point because it's just like you know you're trying to fix solutions to problems you're kind of like how did this even sneak up on me how did we get here do you do you find yourself in that spot and for me that is the worst place to be yeah no I don't go there often yeah I definitely don't I I've you know I'm older now so I definitely listen to my gut and I don't just go with trends or whatever my mind I actually I listen to my heart and my gut and um so yeah I don't I don't think I I try not to go there too often yeah (laughs) mistake town (laughs) you're like oh no someone called them these are my learning moment towns I was like no I don't want to learn I just (laughs) it's more fun when everything works Yeah. yeah yeah So, um, what is, what would you say like is the favorite part that keeps you driving, you know, because there is also something to have had success and then, you know, having it again and then having it again, there's a drive in that. Like what, what, what gets you excited every day when you're coming in? Mm, just really, uh, knowing deep down that I'm just getting started, that I'm not, I'm not, I don't know everything. I don't know. You know, I don't, I feel like we're just beginning and, I think it's uh, inspiring to work around young um, writers and and young employees, young staff that's like interested and excited about getting in in the business. And I enjoy that part just as well. You know? and, and staff that knows how to work a Snapchat or a <laughs> Instagram or yeah, turning on the computer. Do you do a lot? Oh, I know. So you have developed so many um, songwriters successfully towards being artists. There's a there's a amount of management in that, like especially in the very beginning. Um, so is that something that you also? I mean, that's the start that makes me nervous always, but it has the best payoff when it works. Um, I just think the way our industry is right now, those that's it's really out of a necessity that you do that you know I mean we've all if you're a publisher in Nashville you're a writer manager like most LA has writer managers but if you're a publisher in Nashville that's pretty much what you are anyway which is very hands-on calendar oriented you talk to your person all the time you talk to your writer constantly you're helping navigate their career so it it only made sense that when we started working with artists um, along the way that fill in those gaps as needed and then hopefully fire ourselves because we, we're not hoping to be managers. We're just filling in until they can find the right people. But uh, it's that's a hard job. That's definitely a hard job. And 
uh, something I've had to learn a lot of boundaries with. Yeah. Uh, when I'm young, when I was younger, I think I just welcomed every kind of issue with anyone, and I would dive in and go to their house. We'd spend yeah. lots of time talking about it, and and now I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good now. Yeah. I kind of got that. So it's it's nice. You know, the older you get, the more you can actually start to go. Now, that's actually worth my time. And, and having a kid yeah. also makes it a really valuable um, tool to say, oh, I don't have time for that anymore. And and how similar is that? Like being a music publisher and being a parent even because there is so much coaching. And yeah, you know, I don't know. She's so young. She's 17 months. Uh, she just started pulling my hair. So that was my first real mom <laughs> job. But... Um, I see a lot of similarities in just the, the care that it takes in giving and nurturing a, a, a baby than it, and it does a baby artist, you know, because they're just as fragile and they're just as dependent on someone with more knowledge and help. Yeah. And uh, you want to be a good trusting partner. Yeah. And it's a big responsibility, too, on both sides of the equation, you know. What do you feel about, like, with the changing tide of the music industries, we head towards streaming, and we know it's not where we want it, and it's not sustainable where it's... What, what is your gut feeling on that? Like, you optimistic about where um, we're headed? I think we have to use what we can right now, and uh, streaming actually is a big help to us. Um, with, with launching our artists, with our record label, with getting people's music heard that just can't go the typical route you can't you can't go the typical route anymore yeah. I remember um I feel like we used to have artists and I remember I remember the labels they would say well what does their uh you know do they have a website yeah and back then you know it might be MySpace or something and it's like oh I remember I remember when it was like a website and then it's like well do they tour and 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 now it's like well, how many records have they already sold? What's their streaming numbers? What's you know? It's, yeah. So it's just always more and more that you're having to prove to get your artists heard. And then sometimes it's not that way. Sometimes it works just like a Megan song where it's just she wrote all about that bass and the song is a smash and you take the demo and it's a hit. It's yeah. not like. It wasn't a lot. Better. I don't know that that happens very often, <laughs> but you'll take it. <laughs> Well, That's I mean, magic. I look at Marin too with my church. You yeah. know, that was such a great song, and that was all her doings and um, working with her manager and Spotify to make a big play for that. Somebody was telling me earlier, people have to want to listen to your music. So if it's available, it'll grow and it'll mm -hmm. continue to get listened to, and you'll right. start to be able to quantify. Like, no amount of music videos or you know, singing on a morning show is going to make somebody go and actually engage a song yeah. they just don't want to engage in. Yeah. 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 So I think even sometimes it's great when you have good instincts and then you have some facts behind it all. Right. Like you can kind of rely on that. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Sometimes I just wake up and think, y'all just need to listen to me. <laughs> but do you ever get that, really? Like, I mean, honestly, as successful as you've been, don't you feel like sometimes you're still beating your head against the wall being like, at what point do yeah. I get credit for... Every day. That's what I mean. That's why I say I'm just getting started because no one's, like, rolled open a door and said, you've arrived, here it is, whatever you need. Yeah. Put it here. I mean, as an independent publisher, no one calls you. Right. You make all the calls, always. And um, so it's always a hustle. It's always... 
Yeah. A sales job and um, trying to create the best you can. And in all that, you know, I said, what was your favorite thing about, you know, what's the most challenging thing you find yourself in? Mm. I think if you could just get it off your job description altogether. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I love what I do. And I love, I love the process. I love spending time with the artists. And I love watching their successes. And I love watching when the magic happens. I love seeing the connection. Well, that could be the smallest of the small things. It could be a connection with the song they, they wrote and everyone goes, oh, my God, that's incredible. To They found a great manager and they, they've connected. Or, um, you know, I, I, I personally I've enjoyed, for whatever reason, I've got all these girls under Big Yellow Dog. And there's guys there too, but yeah. there's a lot of female artists. And it's been so fun to have the moms there, there's a lot of moms that come with in the office with their daughters and the surprises on their face like you like my daughter you think she's good right and they cry and they you know so i i think i find a lot of happiness and warmth in those in those meetings and so i don't i don't know that there's anything that i'm dying to get off my plate and yeah. and get rid of because it's all good it's all like a great event a great day a great experience like you yeah. got a good life i mean yeah. success is fun <laughs> well even when you're not successful it's fun trying to get there and i think that's what what i have in my mind is i'm not successful i don't ever view myself as successful i view myself as i i am lucky that i have a job today and i, I hope i can you know, get somewhere with it. I'm not, I'm not resting yet. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to see, it's nice to see the artists win. Yeah. And it's fun to be part of that team too. Somebody was recently telling me that music publishing is the most unheralded part of the music industry. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's really where all the magic starts. Yeah. Yet it's the part of the story that sometimes gets a little left lost. Left off. Gets yeah. left off altogether. I've totally seen that. Yeah. But, you know, I have been so fortunate that I have the best artists to me that are so appreciative and they've all and so thankful and so at the you know from Megan going on the Ellen show and thanking me and to Marin saying thank you at the Grammys like those are those aren't those that's amazing so it it's um I think it's the people that you work with yeah that and make that difference and how does that come through when you're looking for staff too you know because there's a there's a very competitive market for people trying to get into the music industry uh, what what is it about somebody who's coming and maybe potentially to join a creative team or even in an entry level position? We just need some help. But like, what what are the kind of qualities you're looking for? Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, hmm. That's a good question because <laughs> sometimes, just like artists, I feel like those people find find me, and they're you know they might be an intern working there but they show enough passion for songs and songwriters and, and, and knowledge. They're, I don't know that there's a formula, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's just about, it still always comes down to just the music and are these people engaged in songs because that's all we have. I mean, we're, 
I always tell students too because it cracks me up because all the kids, you know, at colleges, they're like, "Man, I want to be an A and R," and I'm like, "Or, or I want to be publishing. I want to work on the creative side." And it's just like, "Well, all we are are salespeople. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to have an amazing personality, and and love your job and love people and love the social part of it all. And and hopefully you have the song skills too, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so a lot of it is, I guess, the the people that are most excited about being there yeah and probably something you see in them that you're just like this fits just fits yeah it just fits Music publishers and people who are getting a lot of our listeners are you know very small independents who they, they really do uh, aspire to have the kind of roster and success that you've had. If you were to go back and tell yourself, you know, 18, 19 year old Carla, which that would have been what two or three years ago, mm-hmm. like if there's any uh, advice you would give, give give a new new person getting into the industry, what would that be? To not be afraid of the failure. And to not be afraid and think that the people ahead of you are more important than you, but that they don't, and they don't know what you might know, and you might be surprised if you get in there and show them what you got, instead of thinking that this is some kind of, um, you know, uh, top tier group of people, and we all have like this is a big upper class, you know, it's a, yeah. the group of seniors, right? right. And so I'll, I think everyone's always surprised by the the newcomers. Yeah, well, and I think because you every person in the industry leaves their mark on it, you know, good, bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, you know, well, and it's also like I think signing writers, it comes up pretty, pretty um, often that people are like, be authentic, have your voice. Also, have a little maturity to know when to when to, when use to your share it, voice. right? Yeah, <laughs> I'd like you to use your uh, work voice right now, which means just say I'm right. <laughs> okay, now what were you really thinking? Yeah, I always think it's so interesting because all of our employees, our teammates, you know, the people that we work for in our staff, like that we're investing in their futures as much as, you know, we're looking for a contribution back to our organization, mm. but we're giving as much as we're getting, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like you were even saying, you know, leaving an A&R position to go into a management position, like this is a small town. I don't think many people ever escape from it once you... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. But no, you're right about, you know, looking for people that are that are putting into um, the opportunity that's placed in front of them uh, yeah. more so than what they are getting to a lot of times. Yeah. I don't know that that made any sense. Or well, I think yeah. taking advantage of like people, it's the same thing that we're telling our artists to do and our songwriters to do, which is to be your best, you know, yeah. so yeah, that's what exactly. I'm picking up here. Yeah. yeah. And how about, you know, we're in such a collaborative environment and so much magic happens in a co-write. And I've had a lot of our uh, members ask questions about how to best connect with someone kind of that has your type of a roster. Like, uh, you know, there are uh, like some do's, some don'ts. Like, you know, one thing that came up is said, just 
try to be respectful of the time restraints of every person. You know, is there anything else that you can think of that you would tell somebody if they're trying to, if they're trying to reach out to you because there's somebody in your roster and they think there's a good co-write opportunity mm-hmm. there? Um, I guess it would be mostly do do the research on the 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 ask that you're asking and find out if that um, that writer is what you're really what what the the person you're representing is the right pick is the right choice because most of our writers happen to be artists so there's not a lot that are just um, generating songs there are generating lots of songs but not I mean in general consumption yeah and and, but they all are great writers and so they do all write but um, it's just I think a lot of times people send over requests of just, hey, this guy writes with this guy and this guy, not like, hey, this guy is an incredible uh, musician or an incredible, you know, top liner or whatever. It's less like they give you a string of other writers that they write with. Yeah. And I'm yeah. always so stunned at that. I'm like, what does that mean to me? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even know the song, so you can't find the common thread, even if you did have the time to chase all that information down. It just doesn't make, like, it's like, I don't know. Like, it's such a weird dynamic to me. It's like, yeah. you might like Carla because she is related to, you know, um, so and so and so and so. That's nothing about me. So we get that a lot, and it makes our jobs harder because then we've got to spend the time to dig around and find out and going back and forth with the email. And it's just, you know, it'd be better if people were more dialed into why that would make a great co-write. And but. no one has said that. So that is straight from your mouth to all of our listeners' ears. <laughs> hey, is there um, – I've been asking everybody, is there's anybody that you're not directly affiliated with, artist, writer, anybody, who's just on your radar? Like you're just digging what's going on. No. I don't <laughs> listen to anyone else's stuff. I probably am – I don't know if people know me for that, but I'm not – have a hard time listening to other people's catalog because I have so much love for what I have in front of me and what I have to do that I can't hardly engage in other people's music. And it's it's hard for me to... <laughs> I'm always happy for other people, but I'm not like... I have well, no at first idea. I thought you were joking, but now I see the value in that. Oh, like I'm you're totally not serious. getting I lost. I feel really bad because one time I had a, a plugger that was like, I got to play you this song. I'm like so excited, and I was like, "Great!" I walk in, and and they play me the song, and and I was like, "That's a smash! Who is who is that? Is that Daniel?" And they were like, "No, it's a writer at blah blah blah." And I was like, "What? I have just wasted three minutes of my heart and excitement on someone else's song," and it was kind of it was a. I mean, I'm I'm a good supporter, though. I promise yeah. you, I'm not trying to. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're known for that, but it's a laser focus. Yeah. You've got the. Uh, I think you, we have 15 writers, and I just have I have enough for each one of them. And outside of that, I'm sure there's. I mean, there's so many. Our entire town is is full of the most incredible talent. There's no place like Nashville. There's no place like the songwriters in our town and no one can outright the writers that we have that's how I feel so I have no doubt that there's 
10 other, you know, houses down the road from us have the best songs ever, so I don't want to know about them. <laughs> right? Because I've got to work my stuff. You want your people to be the best they can. <laughs> This Nashville AIP podcast was brought to you by our friends at Anderson Benson Insurance. Experienced, locally owned brokers who take a creative approach to simplifying insurance and risk management. These guys are relationship people, and they have the experience to understand all the aspects of our ever-changing industry. They prepare all their clients, including me, for their next level of success. I have all my insurance accounts with them, and Anderson Benson is an important part of my team. I have cell phone numbers if I have questions, and they're always available to help. Look them up at andersonbenson.com.